Hello everyone, it's Tyler. Hope everything's going well. I uh, I don't know if many people notice this, but last week I uh, did not put up a podcast. Devastated. I did a, a wonderful podcast, one that I was really proud about um, with uh, a good friend, my first guest on on the show, Joseph James Francis, also known as, as Budget Boss. And um, went through the whole conversation just like I'm really doing now. And what I pretty quickly realized was well, after the after the discussion was done, and this is where I guess the headphone monitoring comes in. There was a couple times where we got laughing, going on, and uh, it was just peaking uncontrollably. And so, I mean, the volume going up too much when we're talking, and uh, and one thing that I've learned many times, and that I thought I would have learned for good, is that you know you can record quiet and amplify that sound after, but if you record too loud on the original take, uh, you've, you know, you've lost that data and it's really hard to, uh, to fix it. And so, uh, I apologize to Joe, if you are listening, apologize to my listeners slash viewers. If you're interested, I'm going to bring him back on, uh, it was just, a, you know, a great conversation about finance, about life, uh, about nineties hip hop and, uh, and some Toronto Raptors as well too, but some really good advice for, uh, some people are just, you know, more interest, getting more interested in finance from a guy, 35 years, couple, you know, couple years older than, you know, a lot of the people that I'm talking to and has some really good advice, went through some difficult times with finance and really turned his life around, uh, and is making a contribution now as a financial advisor and, and just a good person overall, um, trying to educate people as much as they can. So that's that. Apologize, Joe. My advice after failing miserably at that. Our, our conversation, make sure you're recording uh, at the right levels. If you are going up and down like that, maybe put some compression on it or, or a limiter to make sure that you're not peaking like that. So that's it. Uh, I don't have too much of a big topic today, but uh, you know, and as I was trying to put together what I wanted to talk about, there was something just really natural. And that is that uh, my 26th birthday is actually coming up, well, like a couple days here. And uh, 26 is is an odd year. So uh, I have a couple, I guess, what I actually wrote in the beginning was uh, a couple things that I've just, you know, been thinking about or, or, or noticed in my 26 years of life, things that I'm trying to work on or, or things that I've at least had some success and maybe trying to share some insights. Uh, and so I'm going to, I want to do a little bit of that, but first thing I want to go a little bit lighter and we're, oh, we'll see how light this actually is. Not usually a, a massive BuzzFeed advocate, but they have uh, here 26 signs uh, that you're 26. And so I wanted to uh, test this out today. I'm going to go through. I actually haven't seen all these. I saw the first couple. And I just wanted to uh, to read these out. Maybe these will resonate with you. As someone who is painfully turning 26, I've always had uh, I've always had issues with aging. Or, you know, I just always feel like there's this level of urgency that I just need to get things done and that, you know, we have this limited time on earth. And maybe just limited time as a human race, the way I look around, things are going on right now. So... Uh, these, you know, these birthdays have always made me think deeply about who I am and what I'm doing. And, uh, and this 26 signs that you're 26, maybe they'll have some, uh, things for me here. So, uh, let me just pull this up. 26 signs, your, uh, your 26 Buzzfeed Buzzfeed. Thank you for your hard work on this article. Shouts out to Andrea Hickey and Aaron Chack Buzzfeed staff. So first one. Staying up past 11 p.m. is super hard. This is an exaggeration. 
I, I, I can stay up past 11. I like to wake up early and actually get stuff done in the morning now. I can still do it. I'm just a little bit tired the next day. So I don't think that one's quite settled in. But that being said, and this might come up in this list, when you're drinking and staying up late, whoo, man, that, that, will, that, will, that will knock me on my feet. I guess not on my feet, off my feet for for days and you know it used to be drink one night go out the next night and obviously you're i guess avoiding withdrawal by pounding more booze into yourself but as i get older and i I try to take more care of my body exercising and eat healthy uh when i drink i drink alcohol and and stay up late uh, man I, i i'm done for a long time so next one starting to get wrinkles but you still have pimples this is something that was really disappointing to me. I had pimples in high school and like acne and uh, it was like re- decently bad. You know, I, I would get quite a bit, especially on my face and just, and, and I just from, was always looking forward to the time you'd see these like shiny, you know, mid twenties or young thirties uh, people. And they just never had any pimples. They didn't look like they had wrinkles. And now I'm, you know, this age and I don't really necessarily have too many wrinkles, but definitely got some, definitely got some pimples. So it's, uh, you know, you wake up in the morning, you think I'm 25, now I'm going to be 26, and uh, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to have a fresh, clean face today, and then you wake up, and it's not that way, is it? So painful one, number two there. It's no longer cute that you don't have your shit together in life. It's concerning. This one I completely agree with. Fuck. I shouldn't swear like that, but like, and this was something that I had in my notes as well too. Like you just, there's, we're all living such different lives. And I think when you're, you know, you're, you're younger, we're all in, you know, public school, high school, or playing hockey, or playing sports. It all just seems like everyone is just together doing their same thing. And as you, you know, you start to get out of that university groove, out of that education, people really start taking taking different paths and doing different things. You know, for us, uh, you know, I've got friends who are out in Toronto, but are now out in Silicon Valley, out in LA. You know what I mean? Like the world changes so much and our lives change so much and uh, as you start to have a little bit of success or grow you know a little bit older and you're starting to plan out your future you look around at people who uh, maybe aren't making the best life decisions and and are almost I guess sometimes a lot of proud of those life decisions whatever that is the the binge drinking you know whatever you know and that that's just one example there's many you know whatever it's you know, Steve-O jackass stuff crash, you know, whatever that is, it's not really that cute anymore. Uh, you know, it used to be funny, you know, you're in, you're in high school, you're in university, someone, you know, sending a Snapchat of, uh, you know, themselves getting drunk or it's, you know, 11 a.m. It's like, is it time to drink already? No, it's not. You don't have to. And, you know, that, that, that coolness factor that comes along with that, it, it's, it's not there anymore. I actually have to check your bank account once in a while. I check my bank account like every day. Maybe that's a little bit uh, neurotic of me. Maybe every two days. But I care about what's in my bank account. I always have. I hope more people, hope most people do. Um, I like the GIF, the GIF. Um, that's not even a debate I want to get into, but um, I can, you know, it's, ugh, you just have to prepare for your future financially. And you know, I, you're already, you know, I already feel late at 26. I feel like our education system didn't lead me down the right path to knowing what good investing is, knowing where to put my money or what, even what I was supposed to do. And you're 26, you already, you know, you already, I'm already aware that I, I could have been saving now. And so a lot of my expenses are obviously going into business expenses and technology and stuff. But that need for saving and creating that future for you, that's, you know, that, 
that pile of money that's going to be at the end of life, especially as pensions, you know, as pensions uh, deplete, as, um, you know, as just we move into this gig economy, it's really important to take care of that stuff. And so I'm trying to help other people who are 26 years old uh, are as well. You have no idea how you're doing financially compared to everyone else. Yeah, this is weird. I do agree with this. I, I mean, I have my, like my girlfriend and I have some friends that I like will openly discuss finances with, but like most people, I just have no idea. And you're sort of like, you're always sort of looking around like, oh, he's, you know, I got a new car. Oh, wow. I just built a house and move. But like, it's such a mysterious thing, right? And uh, and it brings me back to this. I'm trying to think if it's a Black Mirror episode or, or what it is, but it's like, it might be a music video. They're like walking along and the people who look like they have all their stuff together as in like nice house, nice clothes, nice car. The other ones are like in extreme amounts of debt and not that happy and all that stuff. And and then you've got the more frugal, just balanced people who are investing or saving. They've got a good job and they're just good with their money. And uh, that's a, it's a really hard thing to decipher. And, uh, you know, even from, you know, being a little bit of an entrepreneur and, and, and going to see some really cool events and people and meeting some great entrepreneurs, um, you know, it's, it, it's, it's a really, it's a really odd thing. People have pockets of money. There's, there's a lot of wealth inequality and groups of people have money and other people don't. So I just, uh, such an interesting thing to notice. And as you get older and, you know, for a lot of people when, when financial stuff wasn't as important growing up, it becomes more important now. And it's really interesting to look around and actually see that. Number six, Buzzfeed number six, there's 26. I'm going to be going on for a while if I'm doing this. So we'll see if I'm getting tired of this. Uh, I'm going to stop it. But college kids aren't as cool as you remember being uh, when you were their age. This is 100% true. I look back on myself now when I was in college. I'm like, God damn, Tyler, you're an idiot. And uh, I'm still learning so much every day, thinking about all the mistakes I made in school. I've been actually in a deep, dark pit lately about going to university before I went to college. And... Um, it wasn't cool. We're drinking or breaking stuff or, you know, causing problems. And, uh, it's, we're so reckless when we're young. And, and as you, you know, as you, you start to get a little bit older, you just realize like breaking stuff that isn't yours, isn't cool because I worked hard to buy the stuff that I bought. And if someone broke that, that wouldn't be very nice. And I think we're just not, we just don't, we're not aware or recognize that when we're, we're growing up, especially in university, when many of our parents have paid for education and are, you know, our, our student townhouse and res and food and all this stuff, you really do take that for granted. And so 26, that 25-year-old, it really feels like it is that transition into adulthood. You know, your your frontal cortex is, your, the growth of the brain is done. And so that's, I always try to think like, fuck, is this, this, is this what I'm stuck with? If so, I might be in some trouble. But, you know, that shift starts, uh, I can feel it already. But I'm the one's excited about my birthday this year, that uh, the gifts start, you know, drying up and the excitement for someone's birthday really stops. I found 25 was a big one. And then you start to hit those bigger milestones, the, the 30, the 40, 50, 65, all that stuff. But it's time to be an adult. I'm happy with that. And I do look back at myself and many people in college and universities, idiots. Teens straight up scare you. This is a different thing because we grew up a little bit, at least, you know, as a generation uh, that didn't start with technology necessarily, didn't start with the worldwide internet in a way, but transitioned onto it pretty early in our lives. And so I don't think the gap of understanding uh, generation below me is that different. I get why they like, you know, why they're watching these YouTube videos. I get why they're playing Fortnite, you know, uh, and these are just two examples that are just popping up. Like, 
I guess I don't eat while I get while they're eating Tide Pods. But we fetishized fetishized a bunch of this stuff that these kids are doing for years in our own lives, and so it's not really a surprise that they're doing a lot of this stuff. I can I can relate. Uh, you can go to so many weddings; they sort of blend together. I haven't gone to too many weddings. I do agree they sort of blend together. This is a great debate in my life right now, and and a lot of my friends are getting married and stuff, and and uh, I have a, a beautiful, wonderful girlfriend, and so these you know these every time there's that engagement, all all those feelings and things start to rush up, and and it's odd. So I started to go to a couple weddings with her and a couple of my friends getting uh, getting married as well too. Haven't quite blurred together yet. They're all pretty memorable, but just sort of seems like an archaic ceremony that's expensive. I don't know about that one. Probably going to get me in trouble. Robin, I love you. Hope, you, hope you're not watching. Uh, nine, every time you're at a wedding, distress the number you wouldn't ask you on your big day. There it is. There's the follow-up question. Yeah, don't need to deal with that. Um, you refuse to wear things that make you physically uncomfortable. Goodbye flats that give you blisters. So long shorts that ride up your crotch. I guess this one's geared more towards women. I I, uh, I guess I you know men are very comfortable in life. We we've got nice shoes, nice pants, all that stuff. I don't think I've ever had to be that uncomfortable. It's not like I'm putting on metal chains and leather to look good. So I don't don't feel that one right. You finally feel okay about investing in things that will make your life easier, like a food processor or comfortable shoes. Definitely agree with that. You start to realize that trade off that you're making in life, time versus money and just convenience and value and there's a lot of things that I've bought and I see people buy that maybe would get some criticism but it's like if that's making your life easier if that's taking the stress off you and it makes you just enjoy your life more buy it looking at a new phone right now I'm looking at a couple things that I could use that could just make me more productive and and make my life um, I don't want to say efficient and streamlined because I sound like a robot but I also didn't want to say enjoyable man. just just some things that that will help me make my life smoother and I'm happy to invest in those because it it has you know it has a big impact on my health and my happiness and uh, just my overall productivity pro- productivity and success down the road going out in Halloween and New Year's just doesn't feel that appealing anymore <sighs> yeah done it a couple too many times same drunk slot fest every night I'm looking for some new experience on those uh on those kind of nights and so it is it is really odd it's i it's weird how much that stops becoming a priority and when you do order those things it's like wow nothing's really changed here this is the same thing everyone's going to go home they spend a bunch of money and they feel you know sort of sad and depressed in the morning because they spent a bunch of money they ate unhealthy and they don't feel very good and all that's just it's just not worth it anymore, man. It's not worth it. Can't. I, I don't know why I'm such a. I mean, I guess my dad was a sort of a drunk, and um, you know, I just had a uh, not that great of a perspective on it. But I just don't get why I personally just can't stand drinking so much. But it's uh, it's definitely something that I maybe hit me early in life, and I'm I'm sort of glad uh, about that. Can't stand loud bars, man. A lot of these are getting the same here. Can't stand loud bars. Actually, you can't stand anything played at an appropriate sound level. I listen to my headphones. I listen to everything at an appropriate sound level, and the reason is because I went to those loud bars back in the day. So it sucks. Yeah, don't do that. Don't uh, don't listen to those too loud. You're gonna have a ton of ear damage in our generation. You wanna go? Oh, let's drink. Yeah okay drinking what thing's a funny joke that i thought like you can drink you can drink i've seen this meme sort of floating around like you know you can drink 18 beers and chug them back but why can't you drink a couple glasses of water 
really hard. It's hard to drink water and hydrate. You're finding at the point where if someone thinks they're younger than you are, it's a compliment. Don't care. You have to come to terms with the reality. Many of your idols became successful when they were younger than you. Yeah, that is a really odd thing. Like when you're 26, you know, every, I think every person in my generation, any generation before that, at least had some sort of idea or thought that they might be famous and really successful. And then you start to like get older, like I'm 26 and there's like kids who are popping off at 14 making millions of dollars gaming and some shit and it's like shit you know what i mean i i've, I've I missed that i missed time i missed the timing or something happened here um and i think that you know you have to come to terms with reality to whatever you know what i mean that's life and that's how it goes uh i i hope that not too many people are getting hung up that especially if you're from london ontario and are around here um, that's a funny one though when you google celebs in their 30s to remind yourself that you'll kill you'll kill it in upcoming years this is something that I always look to and I'm like feeling sad about myself like you know I'm trying to think even the best example I think it was like the Kentucky Fried Chicken didn't start Kentucky Fried Chicken until it was 50 years old like those stories are always so inspiring that you can sort of reinvent yourself or or hit success later in life and uh, I've 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 been a participant in that kind of search. You're finally going through that quarter-life crisis. Everyone warned you about when uh, I went through that before. Uh, you suddenly realize that you have no idea what you're doing with your life. Back and forth on that. And I think everyone is. And I talk to people who are 15 and have no idea what they're doing. I talk to people who are 65 and have no idea what they're doing. So uh, because of all this, every life choice you make feels way more important than it ever did. That's true. I think you really underestimate the consequences of your actions and decisions when you're growing up. And, you know, now, especially for me as a business owner and like, you know, doing videos and stuff like this, even like I say something stupid on this, I already swore one time, whatever, I can get in trouble. It could have an impact on my, you know, my success as a business owner, as uh, my reputation and in a small city that that means a lot. And you have to be, and, and of course, financial decisions, you don't pay off your credit card. There's a hit to your credit score. Now you can't get approved for a house and a mortgage when you want to get that. Ooh, that's quite a path to take down just because of one decision. And it has big ramifications when you're getting to this age. And so it definitely feels more important. I get stressed out by those decisions, but, uh, you know, work to mitigate that as well too. <laughs> Parents probably had a house and family at your age and that doesn't help. This is true. I'm lucky to have uh, a family who... Um, it's very understanding of the conditions that we're in and something that, you know, my mom and, and my grandma says and even everyone in my family have just, it, it's, a odd, it's an odd time to be, you know, in this age range looking at what happened in the previous generation. And I think we all sus uh, suspected like such a stable environment that what we saw in our parents was going to be what we saw as well too. And that is obviously not true. Kids are living at home. Uh, well, not even kids, adults living at home. Uh, we don't have the money. We have student debt. All that kind of stuff um, has really changed our how we're participating in life and where we are along that timeline. So uh, that's, that's an interesting one. And I think that there's a lot of looking down upon our generation for not figuring that stuff out. But unfortunately, we were left with quite a mess here. And, and just also, um, I feel... You know, sort of completely uneducated in a lot of things that were important and would have led us to make better decisions uh, down this road. And for example, I bring up that again. You know, going to university, um, if I wasn't going into a STEM field, why didn't I go to college and learn more practical skill set instead of learning a bunch of theory? When, but every single person growing up, public school, guidance counselor, principal, teacher, parent, all that stuff, 
will tell you to go to university. So, uh, you know, yes, we're behind on this timeline, but I don't think that was all our fault. And it's hard to make those big decisions that are important when we've sort of been misguided along that path a little bit as well too. Uh, when you see people your age with a baby, it really makes you wonder if you can handle one because you don't. Yeah, I feel that. I just think it's not a responsibility that I want right now. I'm happy that some of my friends are having friends or having kids. Uh, they can do the test run for me and I'll come in after I figure out all the mistakes and everything they made and hopefully I can raise my uh, my kid to be, um, well, my kids hopefully to uh, to be great little well, beacons, beacons of light. And uh, I'm, I'm not quite ready for that. I, I want to get to even a more financially stable place, mentally stable place, and, and really dedicate my life to the kids uh, when I can and when it's appropriate instead of, um, you know, just doing it now when I, I don't have the time, I don't have the success in my career yet. And um, it's just not fair to those people that I'm bringing into the world. I, you have to keep telling yourself a real adult. That's fine. Maybe there's a comfort in transitioning out of your crazy early 20s and, in, and into your more late, stable late 20s. Eh, maybe, just maybe, you are approaching the prime of your life, the time when you were fully unapologetic of you. Maybe that's actually the best thing ever. BuzzFeed, you ended on a great note. That's really nice of you guys. A uh, little article there. I'll peg that in the link, but nothing too, uh, too exciting. Apologize for uh, wasting all your guys' time with that. But... Uh, little fun thing to do anyways. And, and now I just wanted to say a couple last things that I, I had just um, written down from from my own perspective before I actually saw uh, this BuzzFeed article. So uh, do what you want. Don't be scared of what people think. Most people don't care much about your life or what is happening in it. <sighs> that's... Uh, yeah, that's true. You know, I, I, for so long growing up and, and even to this day and even before like making these videos and doing podcasts, I felt so scared to be, um, you know, who, who I, tr you know, who I truly am. And I, and in most regards, I still feel that way. And, uh, you know, you build up all this pressure in your head and you build up perceptions uh, of you know, your perception of what people perceive of you. And it puts you in this really sort of dangerous space where you don't necessarily want to put yourself out there because you're scared of the risk associated with it and uh, the perception that's going to come and how that might change for people and so I put a you know for example I put a video out 40 minutes of me talking and doing a, a dumb BuzzFeed article maybe people think less of me because of that that's one of those things that um, you have to deal with and it's uh it's a, it's a worrying thing as you're growing up. It's a worrying thing for anyone. And I think there's a lot of people not necessarily living the lives that they want because of that fear. And uh, the more you can overcome that, the more you can put yourself out there, exposure therapy, you know, get yourself seen, say some stuff, make some mistakes. Um, you realize it's not as much stress and pain and shame and anxiety as you think. And you really realize that most people don't care that much about you until you get to a super elevated level and, uh, you know, people want to learn from you. And it, it's just people only have so much time. They only have so much patience and attention. They're not going to give it to you. Next one, only have one body. This was a tough lesson that I learned uh, when I was 21 and went through a really difficult time in my life. And after going through that, really struggled with uh, just food addiction and stress eating and all that stuff. And I ballooned up. Uh, 100 pounds in that time so about 185 to 280 pounds and 
to this day, that has had ramifications on my health and my body. Uh, I have lost that weight. I'm now about 210, uh, and I did get down to 200. Uh, but man, that, that devastated my body. I still wonder about the stress that that did to it. The, the years that I cut off my life from, from being that overweight and obese and, uh, you know, even stretch marks and, and things that I really, you know, against that invincible young person who thinks that nothing's going to hurt them. Nothing's going to touch them that, you know, you almost feel like you're in a robot body that no one, you know, no one's going to touch or hurt. And then you, you realize just how fragile that body is and, and really life in general. Uh, so, you know, there's a couple other things that, uh, you know, I mentioned in that obviously get healthy and exercise uh, is so important. And as I get further along and I see people who aren't working out and maintaining their lives and eating healthy and, and, and being right, then uh, I do, I notice that they, you know, they start to look old and worn down and they're tired and lack energy all the time and, and all this stuff. So, it's, uh, I think I got someone coming to the office here. Don't worry. Uh, and, and so it's, uh, it's, it is, it is really interesting. Just, I think it's, we have to put some priority on that. And, and especially as we hit this age, the metabolism slows down a little bit. It's such an important part of the life there. Uh, with that, get rid of healthy, the heavy drinking, get a good night's sleep. Uh, especially, you know, a lot of people are young. The, there seems to be this um, sort of obsession and just, I don't know, even prestige to people who, like, don't sleep that much. And, and you know, they're always working or they're always studying or they're always partying, whatever that is. And, uh, you know, as more studies come out and we realize the, the how important health is um, and how important sleep is, then, you know, you have to start to to ask yourself those questions is you know is sacrificing sleep and putting that pressure on yourself is that truly worth it and uh in most answers it's no and and the 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 damage that's coming from that lack of sleep uh can really have compounding effects over your life see you buddy eh? (laughs) have a good weekend uh a couple other things here and apologize i'm like looking and talking and, and also trying to do this at once uh take care of your mental health people realize don't realize how close they are to an edge and this was you know this goes along with you only have one body man i just i was so confident with where i was in my life i was 21 years old university coming out of university degree just won a championship in hockey everything that was supposed you know everything that i wanted to happen in my life was sort of or what i thought what i wanted in my life was lining up and you know i thought it was okay i thought i was happy all this stuff a couple of wrong decisions, a couple, you know, too much experimentation and not dealing with past drama. And quickly, you know, I'm off into a, a negative thought loop that really led me to a destructive couple of years of my life to that weight gain to, uh, you know, a suicide attempt and a hospital visit and all this stuff that, you know, you just don't realize how close you are on that little cliff. You know, sort of, I, I sort of, I think people think that they're walking on this big, you know, grassland, wide plains when we're really rocking down like you know a really tight corridor on 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 a double-sided cliff it's almost like like lord of the rings when frodo and all them are climbing up that stuff and it's just so easy to take one one little step and fall and if you're not maintaining you know your mental health your your physical health all that stuff um i can have some really detrimental effects obviously now but later in life as well too and so be careful take care of that mental health 
whatever that is, if you're not struggling with it, still practice mindfulness. You know, make sure that you're talking to things that you are stressed about. Make sure you have someone to confide in. All these things that are so important in making sure that we do live these healthy, uh, these healthy lives. And uh, a couple other things here. And these, a lot of this is, you know, I guess I'm not, I don't want it to be, you know, generic advice, but seems like simple truths. And uh, as simple as some of those truths are, I, I think it is important to reiterate them. And maybe by the way that I'm reiterating them, they're going to connect with obviously you and whoever's listening, but also um, even resonate maybe more deeply with, with myself as well too. And so, Obviously, another big one we hear, find something you're passionate about. Uh, I've heard this really interesting thing lately of, I'm trying to think of all three stages, but there's, you know, sort of, if you're not living in one of these three stages, you're you're not going to be that happy. And that first stage is acceptance. Maybe it's not the best situation, but you've accepted that situation. There's then the next level, which is, you know, you're enthusiastic about that situation and, and that's really good. But then there's that next level, which is enthusiasm and learning. And you're, you know, you're, you're, you're progressing towards a goal. And I think that's something that we really, um, is misrepresented and misunderstood is that we need to keep learning. We need to keep setting goals and we need to keep striving for and trying to accomplish those goals. Because when we don't, we get complacent, we get, um, you know, we just get docile and, you know, we're just, you just think you're going to do all your learning in school. And now as you get access to other people and I find people who are older and they're still learning and they're tr- pushing themselves to learn and they're new, learning new languages and other stuff. And life is constant learning. And if you can enjoy learning and finding out new things, man, life is going to be so much better. And, and I, uh, before I really went through everything, I feel like I didn't necessarily uh, understand that or just respect that fact I loved learning so much and I just thought wow I'm gonna be done school and I'm just not gonna learn anymore but you know especially now I put myself in a situation where I get to learn every day and every single second and I wouldn't trade that for anything so uh, if you can build that passion you can build learning to your life it's it's really gonna be uh, a great thing uh, meet new people make new friends this is really important. I've, div- you know, I've tried to diversify my friend group and peer group, and uh, intentionally. And the people who I see doing that, who are going out to networking events or going out to different events just to meet people, they expand that friend base. They expand those people that they're connected to, and they seem to live a whole and happier life. So, um, you know, there might be some old friends who are, are are great, but there might be some old friends who are, are causing negative energy, and, and you want to avoid that and make sure that you're not getting lost in that. And so if someone's dragging you down and they're a friend, well, they might not be that friend, and you might need to find someone else who's actually going to lift you up and support you. Uh, not 30 minutes here, so I'm going to keep going with a couple more. Uh, this is a this has been a big shift for me, and this has only happened in the last six to eight months. Uh, I worked for so long to build my business, and I was always billing. I was always billing hourly, meaning that you know I work work an hour, I get paid 100 bucks for that hour. But when you can when you can when you constrain yourself to hourly billing then you are then stuck doing that you know what I mean you're trading that time you're trading that time forever you're trading that hundred dollars for 60 minutes and that's going to repeat and repeat and over and over again 
but you only have so much finite time. You can only sell yourself out so much. You can only do so much work in a week and do good work in a week. And so as I've moved along and, and sort of seen this and thanks to some great mentors and support, I've really tried to make a transition obviously into long-term contracts where I know that I'm working with someone, but I'm also not billing by an hourly rate anymore. In most cases anyways, meaning that I am now paid for the value of what I do. People know I do good work and they pay me, but they don't ask for a timesheet at the end of the week. I don't have to clock in for 40 hours just to make my clients happy um, or just to fulfill my boss's wishes or anything like that. I have jumped over that hoop of trading time for money and it's a really hard hoop to jump over. Uh, but it changes your life in radical, radical ways. And, and this might blow up in my face. This might not work or, you know, I could still have terrible, terrible problems. But the fact that I know, you know, I can almost work from it anywhere. Or, you know, if I need to, if I'm sick and I need to go to a doctor's appointment, that's not going to have an impact on the success of my business and, and for my clients as well too. And so if you can build your life in a way that obviously, you know, that first step is that you enjoy, if you're getting paid for the hour, you can, you enjoy it and you're passionate about it. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you can get, you can get to that next level where you're not trading time for money anymore. And you're just trade. You, people recognize your value when they're paying for that, no matter what that time is, as long as you have input and you're doing the work that they want you to do and getting the results that they want even more. Um, man, it, it changes everything. I lived in a primal survival mode working 40 to, you know, at minimum, no, not 40, 60 to 80 to like 100 hours a week, especially when I first started. And um, maybe not 100, but man, way too much. Like, and it was miserable. It was stressful and nothing would move along unless I was literally like typing or coding or developing something. And now by building the lifestyle that I've built, you know, my accounts that are working, they're working for my clients right now as we speak. And they're driving clicks to the site, driving sales, you know, driving donations. Um, oh man, you just can't, I, I don't take that for granted because I see how, how easy it is to, to make that trade, that time for money trade. And, you know, how easy it is to get caught in it and how easy to stay your whole life in it. Dad stayed in a factory his whole life because he made a pretty good, decent hourly wage. And when that registers in your head, you think, wow, getting paid that much hourly, that's great. But there's the roof isn't there and the ability to live your own flexible life isn't there. And when it truly matters, what is more important? Maybe not the $32 an hour, whatever that is. It's the time with your family. It's the time with your friends. It's the time that you can dedicate to your passions, to your hobbies. It really matters. And so, um, you know, this that's a tough, you know, it's a tough thing to say. And I'm lucky I made it through. I had a lot of support and guidance. But if you can make that shift, you can get a side hobby, a hustle, whatever that is, and start to stop trading time for money. Man, life changes. It changes. Um, I guess a couple last things here. Like we talked about this, you don't want to be a mess anymore when you're 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 this age. You're 26 years old, and people are, who are older than me are gonna be laughing at this, saying like, "Man, you're only 26 years old. You're still an idiot." This is completely true. Thank you for reminding me that. Uh, but like, you don't want to be a mess, and if you have traumas from your, you know, your life from growing up, kind of deal with that stuff, man. Again, it's taking care of your mental health because that stuff can really start to eat you 
eat away at you and come back later in life. And if you're not cleaning that stuff up now, you're not going to be happy when you're older. And and just don't want to just don't want to see that. So, you know, whatever that is, if it's mindfulness, meditation, yoga, if it's talk therapy, or if it's just like a Zen activity, something that you really enjoy doing, people make people like meditate while they're making tea, you know what I mean? Like that is just as valuable. Golf, even hockey, those things that put you in the Zen zone that bring you into the present focus and uh the great term i've recently heard was thank you aubrey marcus uh was the watcher you know that that second consciousness in your head that's sort of judging what you're doing anytime you can eliminate that i find that you're in that present moment and it's just you're on that path to what life is supposed to be about that and and i recommend anyone try to find that path whatever it is uh of getting to try different things just a, another thing I try to say, diversify your life again, but like, man, like do different things, like, you know, enjoy different things, watch different TV shows, hang out with different people, go to different places, you know what I mean? Explore and, and learn. And, and the more you can perceive, the more you can experience and, 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 and process and bring into your life, the better it's going to be. Um, it's okay to feel lost. This is, this is a big one. Like that was in that BuzzFeed article. Well, so many people I think feel lost right now and that's okay, man. It doesn't matter. We're all lost. And I think as we look around the world again to bring that up, like in looking at the current climate that we're in, you know, growing up, you think that all the adults have the answers and then you, you grow up and then you realize adults never had any of the answers and no one has the answers. And so for you to not have the answer, you're putting too much pressure on yourself and, and you shouldn't have that answer. We're too young. We don't have that knowledge as a whole civilization. So why should you have it specifically? Don't compare yourself to others. That goes along with it. I guess that we talked about that a little bit in the BuzzFeed, but that's such a, a stressor on your life that you don't need. It is really easy to look. You know, I watched Hot Ones with Michael Sarah today. I mean, I guess Michael Sarah is sort of a nerd from Ontario, but sorry, Michael, I don't mean that in a bad way. You're a great guy. But like, he's so successful at that age and, and maybe he, he, he doesn't seem like he feels that way. But when you compare yourself, even if it is someone like that, like that, that, that's a level of success and that can cause pain in your life. And I think it's really unnecessary, whether that's just your friends and family, um, peers, or it's, yeah, it's the celebrities and people that were following Instagram. Don't worry about that. Cause it's just going to be too much stress. Um, a couple other ones I'm going to end up here. I know I've been going on for a bit, but hopefully, you know, there's some good, insights in here and I you know I really do try to put a lot of thought in the self into the stuff and, and improving myself so that I can you know talk um, about this from a, a place of credibility I hope anyways so um, you know one of my big things that I've been trying to get towards is is you need to be optimistic and I lack this sometimes in a lot of ways I'm a nihilist and you know life is sort of meaningless to me sometimes but you need to be optimistic because it can drive you and maybe not even optimistic. It was optimistic. It's that passion that we talked about, but optimism, you want to have optimism and you want to look at the good things in life, but you can't be practical. You have to be practical and you can't be naive. And I think that's something that as we're young, we really fall victim to. And as you get older, you really start to understand, you know, why, 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 you know, why are older, or you understand why older people are conservative and they're more practical and they, you know, they're not maybe encouraging your dreams if you're a young kid and all that stuff. It's because they've gone through life and they've realized a lot of the, 
a lot of the problems with it and all the dullness and even maybe some of that meaningless as well and the meaningless part of it as well too and so um you know we want to we want to be positive we want to strive towards change and we want to have a better world but we don't want to be naive about it we need to be practical about that Learn what you like and don't like is something else I know. I do a lot of work in that to t- test and, and experiment and find different things that uh, I enjoy and things that I don't. And even when you fail and you, you don't like it or you like it, you now know. And you can now make better decisions and assumptions moving forward on what you're going to like or what you're going to be good at based off that. And so if you're not testing, you're not putting your feet in hot water now and then, um, then you're never going to know what's going to burn. You're never going to know what's too cold. And you're never going to know what's going to be that perfect temperature for you. Be frugal. Live within your means. Talk about finance. Just don't need to spend that much. And, you know, we don't need to keep up with the Joneses here. It's, it's, it's past that, I hope, anyways. I know people are still blinging out with diamonds and gold and watches and Gucci and all this stuff, but... Why? You know what I mean? Why is that? That's so weird, man. Why would you work so hard to get so successful just to spend it on a corporate entity that's like, you know, creating that with some sad Chinese kids in a warehouse and cost them only 12 cents to make and they're selling it for a thousand bucks, pair of socks or something. Why? I guess if you got the money to throw around for that, but, um, you know, for most people, I think living a frugal life is going to rewarding one, and the people who we see are the most successful are those frugal people who invest. They don't spend that lavishly, um, and they enjoy the, the little things in life. So I think that's really all I've got here. I guess that last piece was there is that you have to sacrifice in the present sometimes for long-term positive outcomes. And that sacrifice doesn't necessarily need to be a big sacrifice or a small sacrifice or anything. But we're in such a time of instant self-gratification that um, it's caused a lot of problems for us. And we expect success so much. We we expect money so much. Like I was reading some study that like 53% of all millennials believe they're going to be a millionaire. That is, I mean, that's probably not going to be true, but the tr- truth is, is that if everyone saved and, and did the things that they were supposed to be, that is, that's very possible. If you work smart, you work hard, you can make the connections that you need, you can get there. You just got to start saving and making the right decisions. And it's not as far off as we think it is, but you're going to have to look at the long term. It's not going to happen tomorrow. It's not going to happen in next three weeks and a lot of times I think people sacrifice long-term gain for short-term gain and um, you know we see that in politics we see that in the way the world's running right now and it's it's just not going to work so when you're looking at you know what you want to do don't necessarily just look in the short term we hope anyways that you're going to live a long fruitful life and um, and by delaying that gratification making some sacrifices in the present tense then then we're going to have we're going to have that come back around in the future and uh, you know maybe that's some optimism that you're seeing right now some some naiveness some naivete coming through but uh, I, at least right now I believe that and I hope you believe that as well too so 
I'm going to pull this to an end here. I've been talking for 43 minutes, and that's a long damn time. I want, I guess, and this is not maybe not the most optimistic note to end on, but just, man, when I was 21, I, uh, you know, I, I almost, I almost, I, I'm, I'm almost not here today because because of, you know, some decisions and, and, and just, you know, my upbringing and everything. And I, you know, I've been to, you know, what I believe, you know, is relatively close to the lowest of the low, you know, living homeless and not full-time homeless, but, you know, down in Toronto, wandering alone and really having no place to go in, in London and, you know, not really even my my family really wanting to have me uh, around because of the problems that was causing and obviously mental health issues and depression and, um, and you know, now what I believe bipolar is a diagnosis. And I just went through, I went through a really difficult time. And, and you know, I know there's people who are going through way more difficult times than that. But I just think that if I can turn that around and, you know, five years later, um, you know, get to a place where I can do this. I can do this, you know, do this video and do these audio and, and I'm still, you know, sustainable. I'm making money. I'm providing for people. I have a home. I have an office. I have a house, rented house, not mortgage yet. It's coming. Um, but I just, I believe anyone can do it. And I'm, I'm nothing special, but it, I think we often come at it the wrong way. And I think so many people, and I, I hope that we're realizing this now that, you know, everyone always grows up and says, you got to work hard. Working hard is, is it's 100% true. You have to work hard in whatever you do, but you got to work smart. And I think there's too many people who aren't working smart right now. They're, you know, maybe they're trading that that time for money or, you know, they're sticking in a career that's not having the upward potential or they're not going out and networking and making the connections that can get them to the next level. All of these pieces that a lot of people, I think, think aren't possible. Like, I, I remember growing up and, or, well, I'm, I'm growing up now, but, like, internships and co-ops like I didn't know I could just walk to an office or a company and say can I can I I, I want to work for free or you know I just want to learn some stuff will you let me come in here and, and and help and be a part of this and I didn't do that and most people you know I didn't get that knowledge I didn't really know that that just happened no one really pushed me along to doing that stuff but I think a lot of us are are putting our head down and we're just working as hard as we possibly can and hoping good things happen the truth is, it's not going to work that way. You need to be smart. You need to work smart. And you need to find pass, passive least resistance. And, you know, maybe you're going to have to sacrifice in the short term in some things. Uh, but if you know that goal and you know that place that you want to get to, you can start to make those smart decisions and find that upward mobility. And as we talk about wealth inequality and we talk about a lot of things that are going on in this world, that mobility has, has reduced for a lot of people. You don't need to be one of those people. And if you make the right decisions, if you work smart, you know, if you 
start to meet those people if you build that practical skill set whether and you know I obviously don't want to stay just tech but you know if you're a nurse if you're a developer if you can program if you can um, you can you know like even even write content you know as you know you know search engine optimization you know stuff that I guess in a lot of places you know contributes to nonprofit organization or social enterprises or you can contribute to help um, a corporation or even at least yourself um, you know produce value or produce capital or, or contribute to the bottom line you are worth something and you can and if you can get that skill set you can nail that skill set down you're worth you're worth something to someone and if you can find the right person, you can make those moves and be smart about it, you're going to end up in the right place. And a lot of the reason I'm at least somewhat where I am today is because I've I've done that. I went and networked and walked to every networking event in the city and met all these people and, you know, put myself and surrounded myself in a, in a co-working space with, you know, hundreds of other companies to meet these people so I could, you know, continue to grow my company, continue to grow my skill set. And all of that was very hard work, but it was also it was smart work. And I avoided lots of just the mundane grinding and rigorous work by doing that stuff and making making those decisions and and asking advice and getting mentors and finding people who are more successful than me and asking, you know, what did you do? How did you get there? And I just, I just, I meet so many people and I have so, you know, I have lots of friends and talk to them and just not enough people are doing that. So I don't know what that actual, I guess, specific advice that comes out of this last little piece here, but work, work smart, work hard and work smart. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping that I can continue to share some resources and videos and tools um, to help you do that. Uh, I've got um, obviously tylerbryden.com. I've been building up an audiobook library of some of the, the best books that I've ever listened to that have taught me some amazing things, um, you know, some strategies and methods that I've learned over time that, uh, you know, are, are, are pretty valuable and cutting edge in terms of the research I've done and, and the results that I'm seeing in my own work. And hopefully some of that has some value for you Hopefully you can take, you know, even this little podcast a day or whatever it is that I'm creating at whatever time uh, and integrate that into your own life so that, you know, you can be more successful and, and live a better life. And I'm not, you know, I'm not fully there myself. I've got lots of work to do. I have times and ups and downs and, and ebbs and flows, but I have seen, you know, from being where I was when I was 21 and 23 to, to where I am now just a couple years later at 26, uh, it's uh, it's a pretty drastic difference. And I can, you know, say for myself, and I think the people around me would say for myself, it's quite an improvement. I'm at a much better place today. And all I'm trying to do is share how I got from that place to this place. Um, yeah. And so I wasn't actually going to do this. I'm going to see if this works. I hope it works. Um, but I thought I would put this on for a second. I'm going to listen to this with you just to close this out. Sure what I'm doing. Do I even have my Bluetooth headphones right now? Lord knows I've been through it. You I'm climbing my way to the top now. Thought knows I'm approving.
Five years, five years, five years There's no question, didn't think I'd make it here Cause before I was lost, I was broken Ain't no joking, I was hopeless in psychosis There was no diagnosis, I lost focus I was homeless and everybody noticed And the people were the closest were the ones that disappeared Man, I suffered, man, I suffered Every minute filled with pain The hours turned to days and the days turned to weeks My mind under attack, all I wanted to do was sleep I could barely fucking speak I was weak, I was weak, I need to pick myself up But times were bleak, times were bleak and recovery ain't easy Please do believe me It ain't like the shit we see on the TV And it's harder when I didn't want anyone to see me But I fought I fought for my fucking life And five years later, man, I'm here shining bright So yeah, you can still see I've got the tags in the bath Everything like that, but um, you know, just a concept for a track that I'm putting out, milestones. I wanted to, you know, originally maybe mix it and edit it and all that stuff, but it uh, wasn't going to happen here. So I just wanted to put the rough draft out here for you to listen. If you're uh, listening, I hope you enjoy. You get the credits in the back. Three years, three years, three years That's how long I run my business Then think I'll make it here They say 90% Don't make it past the first two I guess I'm in the 10% That made it past the worst two They said I'm so naive To believe that I could do it Tali, you've struggled enough Do you really need to pursue it? Just get a job You don't need all the pressure You don't need another stress You're gonna end up in a stretcher Tyler, your mom, don't upset her You're not even fucking better I was second guessing Make mistakes and I was pivoting Numbers in my bank account Left me fucking quivering But the working people They were riveting They gave me chances And I took the opportunity Now every day I get to live my life in unity I've built a business That impacts the community And not everything's perfect But life's turning out beautifully Don't know where to go now Not sure what I'm doing They want me to fall down Lord knows I've been through it I'm climbing my way to the top now Lord knows I'm approving Live your life with love Yeah, so that was, uh, that was, uh, you know, what I've been calling milestones And, um, hope you enjoyed it uh, just a rough draft mix. I, I wrote that pretty quickly and just did a, a you know, rough concept recording so I could maybe show some people to get it mixed and mastered. Um, so far, not going to happen, but I've got some other stuff that I want to do. And, you know, going back to that, that piece of, you know, being who you are and doing what you want to do. I love music. I love hip-hop. I love spoken word. Uh, I love politics. I love so many things. I'm so passionate about so many things. But hip-hop and, and music has always been one of those cores. And so hopefully I get a chance and an opportunity to make some more of it in my life um, and, and build that and build that as part. And so uh, 26 years old, 25, I remember growing up and thinking, Tyler, you're going to be a huge hip-hop star or a musician at, uh, uh, you know, 20 years old, 18 years old. And 
I've you know been recording and just like I said in the song, recording and mixing and stuff since I've been you know 13 years old and and I just had that fear. I was you know I was so scared to release that stuff. I was you know I was a white young kid from Lucan, Ontario, in a farmland, and I thought who would want to listen to that stuff? People would laugh me out, uh, you know, out of this world and. And, and, and there's a lot of, you know, I think, you know, that I've gotten over, but, you know, bitterness and regret that comes with feeling that pressure and not being able to truly be who, who you are. And, uh, you know, what I feel like I, I could have been making music and, and just doing other stuff that maybe maybe would have impacted someone's life and resonated with people for, I could have been doing that for 10, 15 years, uh, well, 13 years or so. And and I didn't because I was so scared of being myself and, and scared of what people would think. So don't do that. Enjoy your life. Find out those things that you like. And, you know, don't worry about this age. I've talked a lot about being 26 today, but we're in a marathon in life here and people end up in front of you, people end up behind you, and people end up running right beside you as well too. So enjoy that journey uh, and enjoy enjoy that life and in this world that we get to live in. So I'm done here today. Thank you very much and have a great weekend guys.